Welcome to the Ask the Estate Agent podcast, here to give you the knowledge and inspiration to take the next steps in the world of property. Your weekly dose of property market updates, top tips on buying, selling, renting, and investing in property. From your expert estate agents and through interviews with industry specialists. We're here to answer your questions. So here's your host, David Thomas. Hello everybody, David here and welcome to this episode of Ask the Estate Agent podcast. Thank you again for joining me and I hope your um, journey of the property market you're negotiating right now is going well. Uh, Please do keep your comments, your uh, questions, concerns, topics that you want us to cover coming in. We love doing this and giving you that feedback, knowledge, expertise that you want. If you want anything in particular at all covering, please do let me know. So today's topic has been um, requested and it's what questions should I ask an estate agent when looking to sell my home? Now, this is a great one. There's obviously tons of things that you can um, look at when you're assessing an estate agent to sell your home, but we're going to just cover the main ones that are the sort of really important things that you want to nail down and then, you know, A lot of it will come down to your own circumstances as well, your own property, your area, things like that, that you might want to to ask as well. So here we go. So making sure to ask your estate agent the right questions before signing up to their services is obviously vital when you're selling your home. It'll mean you avoid any nasty surprises such as unexpected fees or lengthy time periods and give you the confidence that you're able to sell as quickly as possible and for the best possible price. So here are the questions that every home seller should ask their estate agent. Number one, I wouldn't recommend asking this as number one straight away, but you obviously want to know what are your what are the fees. Now, typically you'll find estate agents charge a percentage of the sale price and they should state these inclusive of VAT and provide an example breakdown of the fee. So, for example, if you sell a property for 300000 and the fee may be 1% plus VAT, this amounts to 3600 1.2% of um, the sale price, including VAT. Um, so they have to do that. They have to show it like that and explain it in that level of detail. Um, you may find that the percentage fees are far greater than this, depending on um, your area. And in the UK, fees can go up to, uh, I've heard, 2.5% before. So it does depend on um, London can be a bit higher, some of the home counties, things like that. So, And it's not always area as well. It can be property specific. So if it requires a lot of work and a lot of marketing in order to achieve your goal, um, then naturally the fee can be sometimes higher. But But just ask the agent to break down what it is and that it's inclusive of everything that you want. That brings me quite nicely onto number two, which is what about other costs? Now, you know, will you have to pay extra for things like a for sale board, professional photographs, floor plans? Find out any of these extras and any costs associated. Most agents will offer um, a fully inclusive service, so they'll list everything that you will get as part of a percentage fee. But some agents do split out certain elements of marketing um, and it's important to read the contract that that element of, say, premium marketing or brochures and things like that 
isn't payable regardless of whether the sale goes ahead. So I have seen some contracts where you'll agree a percentage sale that if they achieve that, you know, if they get the sale, they'll get paid on completion. But if, say, you decided during the contract period or at the end that you're going to pull the property off the market, then an element of the marketing costs would still be payable regardless. So it's things like that that you need to be aware of and make sure you read the contract and discuss with your agent. You've also got to remember you'll need an energy performance certificate before putting your house on the market. And these are normally charged at around 60 up to about 100 odd pounds, depending on your area again. Um, But check for your particular area and your property size. Um, You can do this with your agent or go through a local EPC surveyor, as you can easily have these done yourself um, by just going onto the EPC register. And there is a database on there of qualified surveyors. Number three, then, what kind of contract do they use? Now, estate agents offer several different types of contract, and it's important to be aware of which you're signing up to. Sole selling rights. This is a fairly rigid form of contract, meaning that the particular estate agent you're signing up to is the only one allowed to sell your home during the contract period. This means even if you find your own buyer, you'll have to pay the agency fee. So... Be aware, be careful with this one that if you ever sign a sole selling rights contract, then you are giving away all of the rights to sell the property, including you might have somebody approach you or a friend might refer somebody and it will, you know, you'll have to pay the agent. Um, The best advice in that situation would be to pass that, that client or that contact over to the agent and let them do their job. That's what you've signed up to pay them for. So just be aware of that sole selling rights. It's not as popular and mainstream now as it used to be. So, um, but just be careful because it does sound very similar to the next contract, which is sole agency. Now, if you, this one is, if you find um, your own buyer, you don't have to fork out anything to the agent. But if you decide this agent is not working out um, and turn to another who then sells the property in the contract period, you're still tied into paying the first agent. So this is where you've established an, an agent for a period of time who will be the sole agent on the property, but they don't have complete rights to it. Um, but you can't employ another agent during that time. So this is where it brings it over to multiple agency that you can go on. So if you have an intention of using another agent, um, if you're in a sole agency agreement and the agent isn't working out, then you normally wait till the end of the contract period. You serve notice on the contract, you let that agent go and you start with a new agent. The other option is you can go down multiple agency. This um, allows you to market the property with several agents but typically this demands a higher fee. This was traditionally as a result of um, you having double the exposure, you've got double, you know, you've got two companies putting in all that work um, and the agents typically now, the higher fee reflects the risk that they have to carry that they could put in all the work and then the the other agent finds a buyer um, and they don't get paid on anything. So, Most agents will work on the risk that they're 
they're putting all of it in at the beginning up front, but they are confident that they can sell it in that period of time. The difference is when you've got another agency um, involved as well, there can be a lot more work, a lot more complications with who's running viewings, which buyers are going to which agents and things like that. So so there's a lot of complexity that, that basically means multiple agency normally commands a higher fee. So just be aware of that and and clarify it with your agent. Number four then is what's your tie-in period? An agent's contract will often include a tie-in period depending on the type of agreement you're entering into. Typically this spans around 12 weeks um, with a 14-day notice period. If another agent sells the house during this time you'll have to stump up the fees to two sets of agents so be careful of that. If you're in a contract period don't break the contract. Discuss with your agent all the time and um, you know, abide by the contract to save yourself that possibility of having to pay double fees. Um, tie-in periods can vary dramatically between agents from nothing up to about 20 weeks in some cases. So do be aware, ask what that period is um, and be confident that your, your agent will be able able to deliver in that time. Number five then, how will you market my property? This is the most important thing um, that I think you need to be discussing with your estate agent. And that is, firstly, are they taking the time to listen to what you're looking to achieve and then discuss a marketing strategy that's going to achieve that? You want to be looking at things like how the agents are going to market it. So things like the property description, the quality of the photographs, um, the floor plans, where they're going to be marketing it. But that whole strategy and the level they're going to go to really needs to be dictated by what you need to achieve. So whether it's the price, whether it's the speed of the transaction, whether it's a specific um goal you're trying to achieve what you're looking for is an agent that's going to spend the time to understand that ask all the right questions and then formulate a strategy that gives you 100% confidence they they've got it they know what they're going to do and they're going to achieve that that goal for you so marketing at the end of the day the marketing bit is the bit that's going to attract the buyer um, and you've got to make sure that you've got 100% confidence in your agent's marketing plan. Um, it has been a period where a lot of agents could just throw it online, put it on Rightmove and Zoopla, wait for the inquiries, get people through the door, and they'd get a sale. Now, those times are gone because the the market has changed and supply and demand and quality of housing and all these factors that have come in and the fact that you know, even the online space has changed with social media and things like that. So if your agent isn't doing stuff like social media, they're just not visible to people that are um, on those platforms, which is the majority of people. So you've got to look at what are they going to do to achieve your marketing goals. So have that deep discussion with it, really get into the weeds of it because the marketing bit is the most important part when you go on the market. Number six then, how long do you take to sell properties like mine? Now, there are a number of factors that can affect the time it takes to sell a property, 
but this doesn't mean you shouldn't have any insight. So ask for past examples of sales or similar properties, um, predictions of how long the agent thinks it will take to sell your property. After all, a good agent will understand the trends in the local market. Um, so definitely sit there, ask, you know, have you sold any properties like this in this area, in this street? How long was it on the market for? How quick did it sell? You know, try and understand timescales and then relate it to what the market is doing right now. Because yes, they may have sold a house in the street in 30 days a year ago, but the market could be completely different now. And you want them to explain that that might be the case and what is the conditions now compared to a year ago. So have those discussions. It's really, really important. Number seven then is what redress scheme are they a member of? Um, you don't ever want to have to use them, but if things do go wrong, you should be able to pursue a complaint with a particular professional body. So um, agents must be a member of either the property ombudsman or the property redress scheme. So find out which one um, they should be marketing it and everything anyway in their uh, valuation packs on their website, in their office, things like that. So um, it should be easily identifiable which one they're in, but just ask them for peace of mind. And then, um, you know, if, if anything does go wrong, you've got that element of protection. So there we go. There are a few essential questions to ask before um, picking your estate agent for your sale. It is a massive decision. It's the biggest transaction you're ever likely to do. You know, people say it's the most stressful thing that you're going to go through in life. But the reality is, if you pick a great agent and you ask all the right questions and you take your time to um, pick an agent that really gets what you're trying to achieve and is going to work with you to do that, then it can be a hell of a lot less stressful than you think. Um, it will come down to that relationship, that rapport with your agent that's going to help and guide you to achieve what you want to achieve so definitely i hope you know ask these questions i hope they really help um would love to hear your feedback as well if you've got agents coming out to value your property at the moment ask a few of these questions let us know how you get on um and any feedback any other questions and topics that you want answering again please let me know send them in you can catch us on our social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So please feel free to communicate with us there. Or you can visit us on our website, asktheestateagent.co.uk, where you can also listen to all our past episodes as well. So thanks again for listening and um, good luck with your journey in the property market. And until next time, it's goodbye for now. We look forward to answering your property questions and helping you with your next move. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Estate Agent podcast.